Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome everyone to my fireside chat without the fire with Cam 9501 talking about Spurs' victory against uh, Norwich today. Um, whilst you warm yourself in these uh, cold winter climes, I'm sitting here in sunny Florida still in my um, short sleeves. But um, welcome. What we're going to do today is I'm going to basically spend about a few minutes talking about um, how we did today, what the takeaways were. I'm going to basically just stick to a few minutes and uh, five key points for me. My key points really starting off is, well, before I do start, let me just say very happy with the win. Obviously, this is um, four games now in the Premier League for Conte and three wins. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, one draw. Not bad going. I'll, for me, the most important thing is was the three goals, not just the win, because I always expected us to win against Norwich, who um, obviously only got 10 points to won two games now under their new manager, Dean Smith, and we're on a run of two games, one, two games drawn. So uh, um, they were expecting maybe to take something away from from us, but I was expecting a win. For me, what was important was the goals that we scored and uh, the goals that we didn't score, which we'll talk about. It's taken us up to fifth, 25 points gone up above the Gunas, but we have a goal difference of minus one. And uh, um, incredible that uh, we can be so high with such a poor goal difference. And it probably goes to show where we uh, had started from so poorly in the past um, that we've had to uh, um, make up ground uh, under Conte. But we're making up that ground, and I think that we're starting to come good. So let's get in then. 3-0, three cracking goals. Um, the first one, obviously, there's not much to really I can say about it, apart from the fact that uh, um, the interplay between Mora and Son, and then he still had to beat a number of players in uh, Lucas Mora to, hit, uh, to get enough space to hit that cracker. Obviously, first goal since February. You want to know, really, as a Spurs fan, why is it pos- not possible that we have had such few goals from Mora, why not more? And we need more. And I think Conte said so as well. So it's that freedom in which he played today, which I thought was uh, um, fantastic for Tottenham, for every Tottenham fan. He didn't seem like he was being held back. It didn't seem like he was being uh, constrained, but was actually given the freedom to run, to take on players and to, and to show us what he's got. And today we did see that. And we saw that from Son as well, which I will talk a bit more about later. Obviously, this we cannot go on without talking about Davison Sanchez. I, I mean, he didn't put a foot wrong today. If that was the same Sanchez that played against uh, 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 Mura, I'm really surprised. I mean, how a player can be so poor and then so uh, uh, so good is, is incredible. He was he seemed to be everywhere. He was never second to the ball. He never got on the wrong side of the of the, of the attacker. So his defensive play was pretty good. His distribution was good, but being in the box in the right place at the right time, it's about time we started getting some luck. That was luck, but he didn't. He lashed that ball into the back of the net. They thought he was going to break the net. Um, great to see Tottenham starting to get goals from corners, from set plays. Never used to happen, but it's happening more and more under Conte, and I think that's an improvement that we definitely needed to see. Very happy with that. Son's goal, I mean, what can I say? Son's goal was um, uh, superb, it was sublime, and it was beautifully taken and struck again. 
Um, I mean, the way that he such quick feet reminded me of Mohamed uh, um, <clears throat> Salah is best when he takes some players in the box, very very close control of the ball, very dancing around, makes a, makes half a half a yard of space, maybe even less, and whacks it straight through between the goalkeeper and another player on the line. I mean, that was a uh, some sensational technical skills there, and we need to see a lot more. So that's my first takeaway, just to talk about the goals and the, and, and the way that we structured them. Now I'm going to have a quick talk about the non-goals, the goals we didn't score. Wow, there were so many. Could that game have been 6-7-8-0? I probably think it could. Um, had Harry Kane went on one with the goalkeeper, hit it wide. Harry Kane had two good strikes on goal. One was very good, low down to the right of the keeper. And to be fair, he pulled off a good save. In the old days, Harry would have had that right bouncing off the post and into the back of the net. But I feel he's getting closer and closer. Kane, to me, looked like he could have had a hat-trick. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Doherty skied one over. So many players in the box that we had chances to take today. Um, and I think that, you know, we are now beginning to create the kind of chances we want to see. So what I wanted to say about no goals was really my take on the Harry Kane situation. I think Kane played pretty well today. I think that he was um, everywhere. I think his confidence grew as the game went on. I think that he might not have scored, but he was there, there and about. He was had a number of shots on target, and it's only a matter of time when it comes good. And it will come good, because I feel like he's a different player. He is dropping off. We are creating chances. This Spurs team is creating chances. So I think that that will work. And, lo- and let's hope we can get more and more goals to go. And I'm going to move on to my second point. I'm going to make five points today. Five points. Made my first one about the goals and the non-goals. Number two is going to be really about who I thought was the most improved players today in the in the game that we played. Number one for me, obviously, without a doubt, is Oliver Skip. He seemed to be everywhere. He seems to have pushed up a bit more, um, where he's playing a bit more advanced than uh, um, he was playing before. Uh, and he's got a lot more freedom, especially with Hoybier sitting behind him and uh, um, allowing him to, to, to roam forward. But this is what I like about Skip and Hoybier, is the way that they allow the, one, with the three centre-backs, one centre-back to suddenly find themselves in the box, suddenly find themselves in the opposition's half, confuses the opposition's, gets them out of shape, and uh, um, provides us with that added impetus. And I think that that is a, a, a fantastic to see. Never saw that before. But, you know, often you're going to see Davis and Sanchez in the box. Um, at times you've seen Ben Davis almost being there trying to score goals. And, and it, how refreshing is that? How different is that? What a game to watch when you just can see, and you can see the confusion on the face of the oppositions who don't know who to mark or where to go because suddenly spaces open up. And I think that's what Skip and Hoybier give us. They give us that opportunity and that ability to get into the into that place. So for me, the best player on the field again today, as he was uh, um, at the weekend, Oliver Skip, vastly improved Mora today. His touch was sublime. He didn't lose the ball as much. But, I mean, you know, I think that all comes from the fact that behind him, Skip and Hoybier holding that ball, winning second balls, and pushing it forward. It's fantastic. Worst player today for me was by far Stephen Bergwijn. Yes, he only had 10 minutes, but he did absolutely nothing. Even Doherty wasn't that bad. Doherty put in a couple of crosses. 
But uh, um, he wasn't that bad. And I think that I just cannot see how he fits into this team. And I'll leave it at that. I don't want to say anymore. I want to go back to one of my... And, and I want to read some humble pie here. I was very much against uh, Sessegnon after what he did against Mora. But I thought when he came on today, he was fantastic. And what I really liked was his hard and low crossing. He'd get to the byline, he'd take on players, and he could hit that ball really well um, across the goal. And that is not that's something that defenders like to deal with. One of my problems with regular was his ability to consistently put the ball in the box and I think Sessegnon did it a lot better than Regulon for me today at least so I'm going to um, move on to my um, other point that I wanted to make um, and that is um, going forward what does this team need I think right now we're coming up to very soon to the uh, uh, January break I think we need a few players I think we need some an understudy to Harry Kane, and we need that urgently, very, very quickly. Um, and I think that we need to sign a striker without a doubt. A creative midfielder, I like the way that we are playing, because I think that we're using the, the wing-backs as creative midfielders. We're using one of um, Skip, uh, Skip or Hoybier to play fill in that role, and Kane does drop back and fill in that role. So, yes, everyone says we must have, must have, must have a creative midfielder. I think that some, um, the way that Conte has set up his team... He can take it or leave it right now. I think if the right player comes along, we should take it. But just getting someone in with that title really is not going to be good enough. We need someone that's going to enhance the team. I think really the biggest thing going forward is who's going to leave. And I think that's where I want to just make a couple of comments. You probably all noticed um, Deli Ali had absolutely nothing to, 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 to add. He wasn't really looking, looked like he was ever going to get on. And Nombele never looked like he was ever going to get on. Let's also, um, just taken over Darren Anderson's role as Mr. Signal. He's never going to get on. So I think those three really is where things are going to have to change. I would like to add Bergwijn in there, but I think at least, let's hope we can at least get at least rid of two, two of those players and use some of that money to reinvest assuming someone's going to want to pay something for them. That's my final point now, Conte's plan. What is Conte's plan for Tottenham, and where are we going? But he looks like he knows what he's doing. Every week I see an improvement, every game I see an improvement, and every time I see we're getting better. You can say, and you should say, that we haven't really played any decent opposition yet under Conte. Uh, and when we come under pressure from some of the top four, some of the better teams, let's see what happens. And I think that, that we will be tested very much so against Brighton next week. Um, Brighton at home, <laughs> will be at home. They haven't been playing very well recently. They just managed to get a draw against um, Southampton today. Uh, yesterday, sorry. Uh, but I think it will be a trying game for Tottenham. But I do expect us to win and I expect us to get better and better as Conte beds in and gets more out of these players. That's all I have to say. I think it was a great game, great result, great for Tottenham. I'd like to hear your comments, like to hear your views. This is Cam from Spurs9501. Uh, please uh, comment, subscribe, get involved, listen, say things, don't like what I say, fair enough. If you like what I say, let me know. Thank you, and uh, this is Come On You Spurs from uh, sunny Florida. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.